Welcome to Reader's Digress, the podcast where we read nonfiction books so that you don't have to, unless you want to. I'm Kate. And I'm Molly. And this time we're going to be talking about our favorite summer reads, which this summer was all about fiction books for us. So we're, we're going to take a little turn into the world of fiction. And I think we're going to hear about thrillers and murder mysteries and fun things like that. So we're <laughs> so excited to tell you about uh, our summer reading list and um, also what makes a perfect summer book to us. So. That's what we're going to do today. Yeah. I can't wait to talk a little bit about fiction books. I think this is the first time we've done this. Yeah. Which is like, of course it is, because our podcast is about nonfiction and we're like truly going <laughs> off script here. Yeah. But we're allowed. It's our podcast. <laughs> our tagline literally says nonfiction in it. And I'm like, have we talked about have fiction ever, books before? Uh, <laughs> let's do an episode on Gone Girl. I actually would love to do that. <laughs> I could talk about that book forever. You know, I never read Gone Girl. Actually. But you watched the movie. But too. I did. I, of course yeah, I watched yeah, the movie. The movie obviously. And the movie's great equally good what's Um, her name rosalind pike yes in the movie yeah she's terrifying i think she's so beautiful i i first saw her in pride and prejudice she's the older sister in that movie and she's so beautiful like i truly could just watch her do anything scrub a sink (laughs) um but yeah and then in gone girl she's like still beautiful but then you know terrifying way which is also fun yeah and then recently she did that movie called I Don't Care About You or something. Oh, that <laughs> I on don't remember Netflix? the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was also kind of terrifying in that. Yeah. I didn't see that because it, it was kind of about like it's scams sad. on seniors. And I was like, oh, that's going to bum me out too much. I can't watch that. Yeah. It was sad. And also, to be honest, I didn't think it was that good. Yeah. I doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it, what is it called? Rosamund Pike. I'm sorry. It's called I Care A Lot. So it's actually the opposite. Of <laughs> and I got her name wrong. All right. You know what? <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that, cut it all. Well, on the note of fiction, uh, I am excited because I have actually read quite a few fairly unique fiction books this year, which is awesome and, you know, has kept me really, like, interested and engaged in reading. And uh, one of them is one that I'm going to recommend today, but I have a few more that I can also put on the website as being, like, Mm. pretty interesting. And all of them are very different genres. Okay, good. I'll be perfectly honest, I haven't done as much reading this year as other years. Um, But I have, you know, from the past couple of pandemic years, I have a good stockpile of books i could recommend that i can add yeah i don't know that these all count as summer reads so maybe yeah that's i think that's what's holding me back on some of them because i'm like well i read this in the winter and it's like molly people could read that book in the summer though (laughs) so i don't know what is wrong with you but but it was snowy out when i read it so (laughs) the book had a cold vibe yeah well there's one in particular that's like about a hunting lodge in the snow and i'm like well that's not a summer yeah okay that does seem fair if the um if the vibes are like the setting in the book yeah if the setting in the book is like Mm -hmm. christmasy or something then yeah Yeah, i agree agree. it's not a summer yes um otherwise say that and then the book that i'm going to recommend actually does partially take place in winter that so that's okay thrillers you know what it's fine and we'll just (laughs) should we cut this out (laughs) look the other way yeah (laughs) 
We, we I rip out the with... pages in the book that <laughs> oh, that occur in the winter. I'm just like, no, it was all in the summer. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but on that note, I would love to know what to you makes a perfect summer read. Okay. What do you look for? I think what I look for is something that is fast paced because I don't want, you know, I can get through a book that's a little slow burn, but I need Mm -hmm. time for that. In the summer, I feel like I want to be outside. I want to be doing things. And if a book is not moving, we are setting it down, you know, Mm -hmm. so fast paced. I also needs to be at like your energy level in the summer, which is like higher than normal. Yes, exactly. And I love it when it involves something like a summer um, vignette, you know, like a vacation or mm, a, okay. a beach, you know, mm-hmm. a, a resort town, a uh, family in New York City with no air conditioning who wants to kill each other. I don't know. Give, mm-hmm. Get me in yeah. the mood for summer. Yeah. That's what yeah. I think. I get that. Um, but, but in terms of like the actual story, I would want there to be psychological thrill. Okay. I really like relationship psychological thrills, so husband and wife, partner. Um, mm-hmm. But I also like family stuff, you know, family drama. Give it to me. I want the gossip. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> so you want a caffeinated book with no air conditioning where the family kills each other. That sounds excellent. Yeah. Actually, should you just write that book? <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Wow, you nailed what I want. Yeah. And I want to be reading that book in a lounger by a pool with oh, a drink yes. n- not too sweet mm-hmm. think like you know a rosé over crushed ice kind of a yeah. thing like rosé vibes yeah oh my goodness yeah yes mm-hmm. and i want huge sunglasses sun hat umbrella yes. over me just my legs in the sun yes <laughs> yes <laughs> to all of that can you tell we're extremely pale <laughs> and we must remain that way lest we age prematurely <laughs> you know i'm gonna the sun hat plus the sunglasses plus the umbrella plus my full uh sleeved bathing suit (laughs) yeah what are those called like a rash guard like a wetsuit (laughs) have you ever seen those little bathing suits they have for like really pale uh kids under five where they are like a wetsuit basically and then they have like uv protection so they don't get burnt that's what i mean like as an adult do you feel like you get tan? I probably get a little more tan than you do. I would say, <laughs> well, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm like a, a shade darker skin than Kate, who is a blue-eyed redhead. I'm sorry that I just divulged <laughs> that about you. Oh, no, people have seen photos. I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> All they can do is look at our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I do get a, like a little bit more tan, but not significantly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm pretty tan for... Mm-hmm. Uh, me this summer which is to say that i have uh, clumps of freckles yeah on my yeah shoulders. They're, and they're getting closer and closer together so it's it, it's the illusion of a tan yeah if you're standing far enough away from me it looks like similar to like a syrah pointillism painting that it is it gives off the illusion that i'm completely tan well that's all you need um, I was thinking about getting a spray tan recently, but I was like, what am I in high school going to prom again? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only time I've gotten a spray tan. Well, I've never gotten a spray like tan, but better. I kind of want to. Yeah, I think I feel like the technology of spray tans has improved since 2009 when I got one. 
God, that's good for such them, a long honestly. time. Ago. Yeah, keep innovating, spray tans. <laughs> We're here for you, yeah. spray tanneries. Oh, a tannery? Mm, don't say it like that. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, so we've... That makes it sound like they're spraying off your skin. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging it to dry. Okay, so now that we've heard about my ideal summer read, I'd love to hear about yours. What's going to get you in a seat in the summertime with a book? Yeah, I do like a thriller similar to you in the summertime because I... Uh, I do or have in the past several years, with the exception of COVID, been like traveling a lot in the summer. So I do kind of like something that is able to keep my attention through like airport, uh, like busyness and chaos and noise and all that. Yeah. And like people bumping me and whatever on the plane and things like that. And being uncomfortable Uh, because that's, you always are. Yeah. Yeah. Or at the same point, like, if I'm by a pool, like, kids cannonballing, like, I don't want to be, like, easily distracted, so I want it to be, like, an absorbing story, and I feel like thrillers are usually in that camp, unless they're a bad thriller, in which case, like, whatever. Uh, So, definitely love a good thriller. I also love um, a good, like, rom-com in the summer, so, like... I'm not a huge romance person, but I I like books that have romantic plot lines if there's something else going on. So, like, um, especially if it's funny or if there's, like, a fun, like, side plot th- thrown in about, like, I don't know. You An know, art something museum, like et cetera. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and they always have, like, really fun jobs similar to rom-com movies, uh, which is, like, always kind of fun to, like jump into they're often journalists yeah they work in a magazine that's yeah 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 exactly so that's fun uh and yeah i would say those are probably the two do you want it to be would you rather with a thriller do you want it to be more psychological or more horror good question i like both yeah so i could go either way it Mm -hmm. i just need it to be really like compelling you know i do love the psychological thrillers those are always really fun but i also feel like there's a lot of bad ones in that genre Mm -hmm. so you sort of have to wade through a lot of books Mm -hmm. to get one that you really like connect with yeah i not as many people are writing horror so i feel like if you have heard a recommendation for a good horror book like you can almost be more certain it's gonna be good Mm -hmm. whereas like with the the psychological ones i'm like there are just so many books in this genre so many people doing this that yeah there are a lot of ones that are just like not even like a twist or anything Mm -hmm. like they're just Mm -hmm. like they think they're being clever and they're they're not at all yeah or the characters don't make any sense right right or i also really hate it when the twist is like shocking but something you could never have come up with based on what they were doing you know it's like well what's the point if you have no chance of figuring it out because this was written in a way that makes it impossible for you to think of that yeah (laughs) yeah and it's like well actually the daughter was adopted from norway and it's like we haven't mentioned norway this entire novel and we're on the last page like why would it (laughs) why would that make any sense for this what what counts as horror to you like are you stephen king that's horror 
Yeah, I would say so. I mean, he he has a lot of books, so some of his books, I think, are more on the thriller spectrum than others. But uh, yeah, I think uh, a lot of his books are horror books and really good, well-written ones. Uh, I also think if it's specifically, like, gory. Also, any of those kind of um, typical horror elements like ghosts or demons or being possessed or Mm -hmm. uh anything to like serial killers Mm -hmm. like anything along those lines i would categorize it as it just thematically yeah i think that makes sense yeah sometimes i have like i feel like thriller can bleed into horror a little bit and Mm -hmm. vice versa yeah um i did read a book I can't remember the name and I don't ever wish to remember it because it was so unsettling <laughs> to me. But it it was something that I thought was going to be a thriller. It was billed as that and it was actually okay. like very dark and about like serial killer stuff and violence oh. against women, which was so bad. Yeah, I don't really have an interest in reading. No, it was awful. But I was so, you know, it's like you're halfway through by the time you're realizing and you're like, oh, I really want to know what happens and I wish I hadn't finished because I can't get it out of my head, but here we are. Oh, that's rough. I know. It was my choice. Yeah. But I do feel like they but were You misleading. also can't unread it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If anyone has recommendations on how to unread a book, please send them my way. <laughs> I'm just waiting for some bro in Silicon Valley to actually create that thing from Men in Black where it like wipes oh. your memory of something because seriously like yeah that what are we I doing hope they don't though because they would just be using it for date rape they would be using it for terrible mm-hmm. evil things obviously but if we could all have our own and then choose one to use it for ourselves yeah yeah maybe that's the rule it's like it consensual memory on wiping <laughs> <laughs> whatever let's do that so let's hear your recommendation. Okay, then. so I'm excited. Yeah, along those lines of the kind of book I've described being my perfect summer read, today I'm going to recommend Lucy Foley's book called The Guest List. This is a novel that was published in early 2020, and then actually it was republished in June of 2020. I think probably because it it went out in February of 2020, and then the pandemic happened immediately. And I wonder if it was just like lost in that sea of chaos and so they like re-released it in the summer oh interesting yeah but i i think the book has done very well regardless so you know it's all good um but this the story is um what am i trying to say the premise (laughs) the premise of this book is that there is a wedding happening in an on a remote island off the coast of ireland and um during the wedding ceremony someone is found dead and you find that out very early on, but you don't know who it is or, of course, what happened. And so then the book starts, you know, a couple of days earlier, and it's told from different perspectives of the guests and the bride and other people at the island. So it's essentially like a locked room mystery because it happens on this remote island and there's a certain amount of people on it and they can't get on or off because obviously a storm comes up and the boats are taking people and they are stuck there. <gasps> gasped i know <laughs> and then the lights went out and actually i think that is like the lights go out actually but yeah, yeah that is a part of it <laughs> and everyone there's a scream in the night and then they find this body um so i really like the different perspectives that keeps it interesting you know it's a different voice mm, each chapter yeah. and the whole time you're like who died who's it gonna be why did they mm-hmm. die 
and then the the structure is about like unfolding family intrigue and complicated relationships and secrets and i love all of that and then of course at the end there is a twist and it's it's well done and it's something that you could have put together if you were you know piecing things or you could have suspected Mm -hmm. at least and i was very satisfied by it so Mm -hmm. i would say probably like eight out of ten stars or you know whatever yeah yeah (laughs) shrieks in the dark um eight out of ten streaks in the dark (laughs) um but then i guess the other thing i wanted to say about lucy foley as an author i've read three of her books and um they all follow the same formula which is that it's either a remote location or a closed community in which a murder happens and it's told by these different perspectives Mm, okay and i think that formula works but by the time you're reading like the third book like that it's like okay this is getting a little predictable the Mm -hmm. first time it was really interesting and i liked it but now it's kind of like i don't know yeah i can sort of like feel the rhythms of how this book is gonna go before yeah and i noticed in her most recent one the paris apartment which was really good i would recommend reading but i noticed she kept doing this thing where she would say so you know it'd be told from the person's perspective and they would be like and for some reason i blah 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 and it's like okay you're you're making this up you can come up with a reason don't say for some reason you're making up everything here it, that does bother yeah, me when so authors write that it was just for like, some reason i felt compelled to blah 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 and it's like okay that only works if the character's un- under some sort of trance or something yeah. or or it's like being someone is describing the behavior of another person in which they might actually not know why but you are making up the story you are making up the reasons so please i'm begging you provide one this is lazy or just don't say that just say like i grabbed the dog or whatever the thing is like just say the action and just skip that whole thing so there were some things that i noticed by the time i was reading her third book the paris apartment that the or i don't know if it's her third book but it's the third one i read that i was like all right i think i'm getting a little tired of this style Mm -hmm. but still very fun and uh thrilling and surprising um and the guest list was really great i also love weddings so anytime there's like a story that involves a wedding i'm like yes yes cha-ching like (laughs) that's (laughs) what i want perfect (laughs) so really it hit all the right notes for me Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really, mm-hmm. uh, really fun. Yeah. Uh, I think I want to read some of her other books. Yeah. I did read The Guest List based on your recommendation just a few weeks ago. And I really, like, you know, devoured mm-hmm. it and yeah, so quickly fast. went through it. And it was so much mm-hmm. fun. And uh, I did actually read most of that on a trip through an airport and on an airplane. So (laughs) similar to what we were talking about earlier, which is pretty fun. Yeah. I feel like that is when all of her books are something you could read on a trip and really be absorbed. The, Mm -hmm. the, her other two books that I've read, the Paris apartment and the other is called the hunting party. I actually listened to them on tape on my parents live like six hours from me. So I was on these like long Mm -hmm. drives. And I couldn't stop listening. Like, I was, like, holding the steering wheel, just, like, fully absorbed. Yeah. And so to be absorbed in something for six 
full hours. That's yeah, like, yeah. this is good. This is you good. like stuff to get McDonald's. You're like, yeah. wait, 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 can't order yet. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Let me get to the end of this chapter. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> usually if I'm doing podcasts or music, like I am fucking bored by the time it's like yeah. six hours. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. but this was like keeping me. So very, yeah. very much recommend, but uh, did have that. my influence here and there. Yeah, yeah. I also really enjoyed the shifting perspective because I felt like that helped to vary up what you were hearing as in in terms of like the clues as to what happens at the end, as opposed to it just being one narrator Mm -hmm. where you, by definition, have a limited perspective as to what's happening. Uh, I think in a lot of ways, Stephen King's books are kind of similar to that, where um, not in terms of the perspective thing, but in terms of he hits like the same rhythms when he's writing. And it's in part because he's so prolific and he's written like 50,000 books. So some of them are bound to be pretty similar. But I think his best ones are the ones that don't hit the same exact rhythms and they are varied and different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel the same. That's why I try to like not read too many of his books in a row yeah. because I agree. I kind of get bored and yeah. I'm like, well, I would have enjoyed this if I read it with some time in between yeah. the books, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, you can read his books one after the other, but he didn't right. write them that quickly, you know? Right, right. So it's like, I think it makes sense to space them out because yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that was mine. I can't wait to hear about mm-hmm. yours. Yeah, so mine uh, is called This Thing Between Us. It is a novel by Gus Moreno. I'm going to show you the cover of it just because I like the cover of it. Ooh, okay, I'm going to describe this. It's a black background with this like these white arches that curve around a bright red line so it looks like you're going down like a kind of a hallway of arches into the distance and then the foreground is also white horizontal lines and there is it is it a dog or a cat yeah there's a dog oh, there's a dog and then the title is in bright red oh, you can see that this thing between us oh this is very unsettling and interesting already (laughs) already unsettling (laughs) just from the cover Mm -hmm. yeah i just really like the cover art i think it's really cool uh so this book is definitely something i would qualify as a horror book but also like a psychological horror so it definitely has a lot of those like thriller psychological elements Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you would get in a straight-up thriller okay And I'm going to try to describe the concept of this book the best that I can without spoiling anything. So (laughs) this is about uh, a man named uh, Tiago who was living in Chicago and he was married to his wife, Vera. And uh, they buy a smart home speaker. So something that's similar to like an Alexa or Google Home. And the smart home speaker is called an ITSA. So the ITSA starts to cause these sort of weird things to happen in their life. Okay. And like one after the other. Like it it orders a bunch of stuff they never ordered. It, um, you know, is like flickering the lights on and off. They're hearing noises in their apartment, whatever. And then Vera, the wife, 
dies <gasps> unexpectedly of in this very uh, tragic accident. Um, this book is based partially in Chicago, and uh, she is um, killed at a train stop after um, hitting her head on the stairs when someone knocks her over. And I don't think that this is, like, ruining anything because you find all of this out in the first, like, 20 pages of the book. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, so, basically, the book starts with Tiago as this widower. Mm, okay. Grieving his wife and also trying to figure out, like, what the connection to this, like, seemingly kind of supernatural thing and this weird smart home speaker that seems to be a part of it. Uh, and the story takes you from Chicago to uh, Colorado, and uh, it's just really fascinating the way that the story is told. It, I found it really compelling and just completely, like, enrapturing, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the other things that is really different about this book is that it's written in the second person. So I think that that sort of uh, makes it for a really unique read because I don't, I can't recall another book that I've even read in the second person. I think a lot of times whenever you're reading something like that, it's like a short story maybe, or like an essay perhaps, but it's, it seems very rare. Like I've never read a book, a full novel from that perspective, and there's something about it that I just felt was like so fascinating. So I really liked that. I feel like I need you to describe. Okay. First person is like, I'm doing this. Third yes. person is Kate is doing this. Uh-huh. Second person second. is you were walking through the forest and a bear popped out at you. And then you decided that blah, 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 blah is going to happen. Okay. So it's, it's used. Yeah. So it's used, which is interesting, interesting because wow. I don't think there are a lot yeah. of books written like that. And yeah. you you find out towards the end of the book why it's written that way. But I don't want to, like, yeah. spoil oh anything. Oh, my God. That sounds crazy. Okay. And the, the you that, he, that he's addressing is his dead wife. Oh, damn. So, like, when he's he's writing this, uh -huh. <laughs> maybe I should just, like, read a little yeah, um, yeah, yeah, part yeah. of the first. It's kind of hard to describe, but let me just read, like, maybe the first paragraph or something. Okay, okay. So, okay. Your parents wouldn't let me bury you in the tree pod, mostly your mom. After the groundskeeper backed a truck into the grass and poured the rest of the dirt onto your grave, the funeral director let everyone know services were over and invited them to potluck dinner we were having at your aunt's house. Okay. Wow. So I do you know you. what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he's addressing his dead wife throughout the entire book. That is so cool. Yeah. So ah. it's, it's fully unique. I have not read a horror book that takes up all of these different themes mm -hmm. and then delivers it in the format that this does mm -hmm. um having that being the second person so i yeah i just really loved it i think um most people who enjoy psychological thrillers would probably like it there mm -hmm. are some gory scenes but okay given that it's a book i sort of feel like you can yes. gloss over those if you don't want to read like the details of mm -hmm. the scene mm -hmm. um but it, it's definitely, like, a psychological horror. Did you feel scared throughout? Uh, so the first maybe half of it, 
I didn't really feel scared. But then when then things start to happen Mm -hmm. that are very scary. And I did think that there were some scenes that were pretty scary. Okay. Does when you feel scared, because if I get scared by a TV show, I'm definitely Mm -hmm. like nervous in my home at night feelings. Okay. A little less with a book, but still. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that way? Did it make you feel that way? Or was it more like you're reading it and you're feeling thrilled and like scared while you read and then you put it down and you're like, okay. Um, It's got a little bit of sort of like a supernatural element to it. So to me, that is always less scary, but that's like a personal preference, I think, because I like if it were a serial killer book and I'm feeling like somebody's like going to break into my house, Mm -hmm. then yeah, totally. I'm with you. You know, peeking around corners. Yeah. But this did not feel and this is not a negative on the book, but it did not feel like something that was going to happen to me, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like. It felt like something that was realistic in the sense that, like, in the book, everything made sense and it was logical. But it didn't feel like, oh, something is going, is coming after me tonight, you know? Right. Right. Yes, totally. Okay. But I don't know. You'll have to let me know if you try this out because I know you're not a huge, like, horror person, but you might. I'm not a horror person. You might like it. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know. I can't like fully recommend it to you because yes, there are parts like, that are like scary, and scary. I don't want I don't want to like burn my trust with you <laughs> and be like you have to read this, and then you're like I was scared for eight months. I don't um, think I feel like what you're describing is not the kind of thing that scares me. And I mean, okay, okay, horror movies totally different. Like watching gore, I can't. Okay. But reading it is different. It, I think that book that I was just describing with the, like, serial killer stuff, mm-hmm. that's, like, different to me. That's – I like being scared. Yeah. I just don't need, like, that I kind don't like of that. stuff in my brain. Yeah. You know, like, violence against women stuff. We live it, guys. Yeah. So, we, we yeah. Don't need I feel that. like that's the things that I don't like. I like to be scared. Yeah. And I feel like this would be great. But I will um, – I'll consider it. For sure. Okay. Um, and because I'm me and I can't follow directions, I also have another one that I want to tell you about. So I'm also going to yes. tell everybody else. <laughs> yes. Yes. Give it, to me. Give it to me. It's a thriller. Okay. It's called Mouth to Mouth. It's by uh, Antoine Wilson. Have you heard of this book? Mm-mm, but oh, I love okay. it already. Okay. So the entire book, and again, this is very like unique. And I think that's what part of what drew me into it. The entire book happens between a a conversation between two people who knew each other in college and have now been out of college for like 20 years when they run into each other at an airport and they're both their plane is delayed for both of them. So they're sitting in an airport and they start talking about what has happened in their lives over the last 20 years mm-hmm. and the person that Uh, One of the people in this conversation starts unraveling this, like, very uh, bizarre kind of, like, interesting, intriguing story about um, some family stuff that has happened with Mm. him and his in-laws over the last, like, 20 years. And I just could not put it down. Like, it was so interesting to me. And I think in part it was because it was this one long, like, flowing conversation between these two people. And... The person, like, obviously there's one person telling the story and another person who's just there having the conversation. And so the person they're listening to this person recount 
the story is sort of like a stand-in for the reader because you're also like unraveling and you don't know what's going on and you also don't know, you know? Yeah. Uh, And so Ah. I just found it like so compelling. I don't know. There's something about it. It was just really fun. And then I can't say this about every thriller, but the last line, literally the last line in this book is so unsettling and a little eerie and so well-deserved that oh I just, my I really liked the ending. I have not been this excited to read a book. I can't <laughs> even think of one. And it's short. So it's like a very easy, quick, fun read. Yes. Oh my God. I love un- like final lines that d- drop like a piece of glass and shatter on the ground. You know? Oh yeah, for sure. God. That sounds so good. Yeah. I will say other, like, I think it was generally very well-received critically and just, like, generally. Uh, There were some people on Goodreads that were like, meh, I found it boring or, like, it didn't really do much for me or whatever. So, you know. It probably lack creative depth. (laughs) I'm just, like, trying to, like, (laughs) like, lower the expectations after I was just like, it's so good. Um, but yeah, so for some people, it definitely doesn't hit, but for me, I really liked it. Okay. Um, well, I'm very excited to read that now. I, I need some like recommendations for our trip. Ladies (sighs) and gentlemen, Kate and I are going on a trip in a few weeks. Can't wait. We've been literally talking about it for years. So (laughs) here we finally are. And I need some reads for the plane. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I would definitely recommend that. I also think it's on uh, audiobook. So if you wanted mm-hmm, to listen to it mm-hmm. on audiobook, it's yeah. it's out. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think it's especially long on audiobook, maybe like five or six hours or something. Yeah, so yeah. very like doable. <laughs> you know, whenever you get an audiobook that's like 20 hours, you're like, yes. oh my God. Yeah, like- <laughs> totally. The Paris apartment is on... I use, I think I use audiobook. I don't use Audible. Yeah, I use audiobook. And it's on there. So you could get that for the trip if you wanted. Ooh, okay. And it, I think it was yeah, like 12 hours or something. So not like unreasonable. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Especially for like a I long time ride or travel. Yeah. I don't know if you feel this way though, but I have a hard time listening to things on planes because I need to be doing something with my eyes. Like mm, when I'm driving, yeah. it's great because I have eye movement. Sure. But if I'm just sitting in a seat in a plane, oh, God. It's like, I what do I about... do with my hands? What do I do with my eyes? <laughs> it's it's like, wow, do, do I have ADD? Yeah, I Maybe. do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I do tend to, like, download a stupid game on my phone that I can do without sound and That's without reading. Smart. To okay. play when I do audiobooks. You play on... tic-tac-toe with yourself for Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. <laughs> uh and yeah, candy crush is a good one for that yeah yes. exactly so something like that where yeah. it's like well i don't have to read anything i don't have to listen to anything and yeah. i can just like play and you this barely and think as you do it, it. yeah You're just yeah. like mm-hmm. you don't think i think it takes yeah. brain cells away <laughs> totally yeah. yeah you lose but the reading fact. gives you yeah. brain cells yeah. it balances out it's all good <laughs> yeah my one of my favorite things about candy crush is that it says like as, as it loads it says something about like swipe the stress of the day away or something so insane like that and you're like i don't know if this is actually gonna sue what do you me. think you are a massage like <laughs> no. what no oh, god it's so funny but then i'm doing it i'm like yeah 
I do like this. This is soothing. Yeah. I embarrassingly have a um, color by numbers game on my phone. Nice. That I I will often play with while I'm listening to an audiobook in the airport. That's that's a good idea. You're you're smart, Kate. But the problem is you can't play it offline. And that is my biggest pet peeve. That is. If you're listening out there, happy color, (laughs) fix your app. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you could get a you're not into doing real paint by numbers. I mean, that's a lot of equipment cumbersome. Could you do it with like, I was thinking markers, not. Yeah. I was going to say, could you do it with like colored pencils or something? Maybe. But maybe I'll just bring a coloring book. Yeah. I just feel like I don't want to be carrying that through an airport. Yeah. It's like, I, I've already been stressed about the amount of shoes I'm going to bring for about seven months. So adding a box of crayons to the packing list seems unrealistic at this point. Yeah, that seems fair. I don't know that I can, I don't know that I can take the social pressure of coloring with crayons as an adult on a flight where other adults can see me coloring crayons. Yeah. Well, it would be okay if you held the crayon like this. Um, Yeah, so no one can see your whole fist. Yeah, you have a you your crayon is so jammed in your fist that people just think you're a crazy person instead of an adult. I was gonna say they just think you're about to have a panic attack because you're so tense and stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the the day is young in terms of planning, so we we might end up with crayons on our plane. We could, or maybe Happy Colors will fix their app in between now and our flight. Please do it. You could, you could also consider doing Gone Girl as a read because I read that on a plane and it kept me in that seat. I was reading yeah. the book though. I had, and that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of the choices. It's like either I need some dumb game that I'm doing or coloring something or yeah, whatever yeah. while, or eating. That's always great. I'll just eat the whole, <laughs> whole flight. Eats uh, for eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> or I have to have an actual like turning page book. Or maybe yeah. I've never used a, kindle but that would probably work yeah. too yeah but you can like hold it and like you're yeah, again your what you were saying with moving. the eye movement like yeah. you're engaged yeah. I need way. to be in REM sleep the whole time <laughs> <laughs> I need to be in awake REM sleep <laughs> yes oh man also like other since now we've moved into the travel tip portion of this podcast <laughs> um I was thinking I need to get compression socks oh yeah and I need to get electrolyte powder for water oh, liquid iv yeah like something, something like that yeah just because i feel like usually i just muscle through a flight but i think at, at my age <laughs> now this... near the end of my life <laughs> at 30 <laughs> what is that line from 30 rock where she's like it's okay tatine i'm 36 time to die <laughs> like, whatever <laughs> Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I usually just like power through a flight with like zero comforts. And this time I'm like, no, I want all of the comforts. Yeah, for sure. But I can't afford, well, I choose, I choose not to afford business class. I don't know. I yeah. Like I, I mean, the biggest like advantage you can give yourself on a, a long flight is to have that extra leg room. Yeah. That's, that but is what I did. It myself. is expensive. Yeah, it is. But you know what? 
a little a little boost. And then uh we are planning to come back with maybe another regular episode, maybe another special episode like this again uh in the fall and then we will wrap it up for the year because somehow it is already August slash September of yeah. 2022. I, unbelievably. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's already the end of August, which makes me depressed, but excited because I mean, it's a trip. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going to get through our trip. It's going to be great. We'll come back with stories that you won't even care to hear and we'll force you to listen to them. <laughs> and then we'll do at least one more episode and maybe we'll sneak in like a holiday leaves thing. Yes. Perfect. Yay. Yay. Well, I hope you all enjoy us being on our trip because we certainly will. <laughs> enjoy us being on vacation. <laughs> it was like I was going to say, well, I hope you have a great trip, but it's like the audience have fun on our vacation. <laughs> us. <laughs> I, I hope you have a great trip. Me. Hope you have a great trip. Us. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you so much. <laughs> I'm so thoughtful. <laughs> I really, really am. Um, okay, well, I feel like on that note, join us again next time for more of this insane bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>